Welcome to the Indie Music Room, a conversation with independent artists about writing, recording, performing, and promoting their original music. And now here's your host, Heather Kelly. Hey everybody, I'm Heather Kelly with the Indie Music Room. Um, Happy August. I don't know how this happened. We're already to the month of August, end of summer. Ah, that's how I feel about this. I'm super excited. And, and first and foremost, before I get to this guest, I want, want to introduce you to, I want to thank all of you for being so patient and understanding regarding my not being able to get back to you immediately. Um, as, as you, most of you know, I'm a caretaker for my family members and it's been, it's been a lot lately. So with that said, Thank you for your patience and understanding. Thanks for checking in on me and all of our uh, past and future guests. So here we go with that set. I'm super excited. This guy comes all the way from Seattle, Washington, born and raised in like Mercer Island, I believe. And his name is Henry Mansfield. You're going to love this guy. Here we go. Welcome, Henry. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well, Heather. I'm, I'm happy to be here. How are you? <laughs> I'm fantastic. I'm so excited. You know, I, I've listened to your music. I mean, I only do one a month. I wish I could do more. I, I don't have the time right now, as, as I just mentioned, to do that. Maybe I'll be able to do that at some point. But I've listened to your music. We waited months to do this, and I'm super stoked about it. Why don't you give everybody an introduction of who you are and what you do and where you come from? Yeah, gosh, uh, my, I, I'm Henry. Um, I, I grew up in Seattle, in a suburb of Seattle, um and and yeah i really really felt like grew up in 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 what i consider the vibe of this scene here which is like very uh unique artistry very very diy oriented i remember like growing up posting house shows and and i think yeah be, being in a scene that, that that uh i maybe didn't have context for at the time but but after i i moved i moved to boston and then after that moved to la which were both dramatically different from where i grew up and then found my way back here after all that because I just couldn't find a scene that felt more like home or a place that felt more like home. So I, I love Seattle. Very happy right. to be here. I'm going to stop you there. What did you do when you were in Boston? That's a good question. I, I went to school. I went to music school at uh, Berkeley College of Music. Um, and I studied, uh, I think my, my ultimate degree was professional music, but I studied performance and technology, which was wonderful and met, met some incredible musicians and, and had a great time. I love that. So tell me, going way back as a kid, I mean, my dad was always a musician, so I, you know, I didn't know I was going to end up being one, but I guess being around the music kind of influenced myself. Tell me about your upbringing. What was that like for you? Yeah, uh, no, I would say I'm lucky to have a lot of creative people in my family. I think both both my mom and my dad were were hobby musicians. There was a piano in the house. They both created uh, my my dad specifically is more of a more of a writer um, than anything else, but uh, no, like yeah, generally every year at um, at Christmas on either side of the family we'd get together and we'd have this thing called like the Christmas program where everybody <laughs> oh, would yes. somebody would sing something, somebody would play something, somebody sometimes it was you know my grandfather would get up and read um, Casey at the Bat every year like a tradition, but it's just something and and being raised in a you know an environment where performing was encouraged and, and creativity was encouraged and uh, right. yeah just just definitely was surrounded by music from a young age then got into it pretty early so you i know you went to berkeley but what were what were the first instruments you picked up i mean or or uh when did you realize like this is what i want to do you know and, and were you, did you kind of have like a, the ability to be self-taught prior to berkeley or yeah yeah uh so i i was a singer before anything else i just like what i was like 10 11 wandering around singing and 
and uh my dad would be like oh come come sit with me and like sing this with yeah. me and uh, but after that, no, my, 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 my first experience with an instrument was, uh, my, my folks had this old upright piano in the house and, uh, all these big, you know, chord charts of, you know, Beatles songs and, and Elton John oh, songs and things like that. And we had this little like rinky dink laminated chord sheet. And I was like, wow, this is how hard can this be? Uh, and like sat down and started kind of, you know, oh, that's C and then I would kind of look and then, okay. And that's, you know, F and yeah. just sort you, of went you from would, there. You would like put one, three, five on, exactly, on uh, exactly. masking tape on the keys. <laughs> yes. I totally get yeah, it. Exactly. Um, and just sort of went from there. And I, I think I just, there was nothing else that felt as good to me. I think I, I just like, it was, I think my parents, they, they, they told me later in life, they're like, yeah, like we couldn't get you to stop. Like you just came home and did it every day. And it was like the thing you wanted to do. And, and that was what I did for a long time. Um, and after that, like picked up a little bit of guitar, a little bit of drums. I'm I'm okay at those things, but um, no, really, still just consider myself a, a piano player and a vocalist primarily. You know, I I can agree. Like, and I'm uh, okay. Violin, I was taught, uh, but when I did my band, I was like uh, learning how to play on piano, which is how I express the songs I wrote and stuff. And I I say that I'm I know a little bit about so many things but not enough to be like a master craft at anything, but it gets me in trouble because I know just a little bit about enough to get me in trouble. You know, that feeling like, yeah, oh, yeah. I can't play drums, but I hear this sound. This is what I hear. I can't play it, but you should, you know, those right. kind well, of things. It, exactly. And it turns into more, you're like, you're doing more of a, and can you do more of a cash, cash, cat, you know what I mean? And starting to make up nonsense words. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Tell me about your writing process. So saying that you're a piano player, um, do you have a tendency to write like a ditty or a melody on the piano and then come up with the words or do you do the words in your mind and you know where it's going to go or how do you, how do you do that? It's it's different every single time. It yeah. is, it is, I will, uh, I, I don't know how it is for you, but for me, sometimes I will, I will just have notes and my, my notes app is my best friend. I will have like lyrics, 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 lyrics with no melody, just have things to say. I, I I think if you, you know, put a gun to my head, ask what's your favorite part of all of this, I really do enjoy the lyric writing and the writing of it generally. I just, uh, that part of it really excites me in a way that- That's that the worst part for me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we should, we should collaborate. We should get something going here. We should, um, but uh, so sometimes it's lyrics. I'll put a melody to those. Sometimes I will have a melody and then write lyrics after the fact. Sometimes that's a piano melody. Sometimes it's, it, it just, whatever- whatever suits the song. And, and you know, I'm, I'm sure you've had this. Sometimes they fall out in 30 minutes and sometimes six years later, you're like, Oh, it's done. You know? And it's, it's just th things take the exact amount of time they need to, to finish. And it's different for everything. So you're right. You can't, you know, you can never uh, rush a project. It, it comes to fruition when it's meant to be, you know, you, I have, I took six weeks to sing one vocal one time, six yeah, yeah. weeks. And, uh, the day I got it, I was like, let's move on. I'm done. Like, but it takes <laughs> that long. So I totally get it. Tell me a little bit about the first song we're going to um, show everybody tonight. It's called Gumball. Tell me a little bit about the behind the scenes, you know, what your thoughts were when you created this and how it came together. Yeah, gosh, there's so many stories I want to tell about this one because it, it came from so many different places. Um, the, I, I think the earliest form of it was uh, I, uh, during uh, living in L.A. during COVID. Uh, I was I was lying awake one night and it's kind of was like I should I should write an album about all my friends. I should just write an album for like I should pick some friends and just write a song about them. Because how, how lovely would it be to like have a have a whole album? Because these are these are people I care about. And so this this song was started. I was I was writing something about my friend Alex. 
Um, and it's kind of a, a song about his perspective and his relationship with his girlfriend at the time. And it just kind of, it, 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 the, the, the initial, it was a piano and melody and lyric, and it sat there for a while, and I just didn't touch it for like a year or two. Um, and then a little while later, uh, or I guess, you know, a year or two later, I was, I was living uh, in L.A., uh, after the pandemic had mostly, you know, things were back, shows were happening again. I was renting with some people and I was looking at a, at a place and I was listening to this certain, this Amanda Palmer song um, called uh, Ollie Ollie Oxen Free. And this is part of the song where she very, very rapid fire delivers some words. And there's this phrase right at the end of it. I just thought that, you know, the, you know, the way that weird things just get lodged in your head sometimes. Yes. Uh, the phrase was uh, waiting in the shop window where you got auctioned hours ago. And she delivers it really fast. And I just was saying that to myself the whole way home. And then I got home, I opened my laptop and I, I, I had a microphone. I put some weird kind of like a flanger and distortion over it. And just with the microphone and a bass in my lap, just kind of jammed with myself on that phrase over yeah. and over and over again. Um, and then just, you know, took a hatchet to it, hacked it all up and, and, and took the portions I liked. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, this is kind of a cool like bass track for a song. So that that opening kind of warbly sound you hear the, that, that a lot of people ask, oh, is that a synthesizer? Um, that's that's uh, my voice is really, really heavily processed saying, so you know, cool. wait, waiting in the shop window where you got auctioned hours ago. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, I made some light revisions to the lyrics. I, I, at that point, I, I, I had, was building an album. Um, and I'll talk more about this later, probably, but building an album around the idea of, of mythology and storytelling. And I wanted to explore a lot of kind of tropes of, of storytelling. And in this case, it's kind of the the coming of age meet cute at a party where you meet that person and everything's just cinematic and beautiful. And everything's perfectly compatible. Um, and it's that kind of thing. And and the title was actually the last thing to come. I I, um, I had that chorus that came out, which ends with anything can happen next to you. And uh, I, I can get very associative when I title my songs. And the first thing that sprang to mind was the idea of, you know, a big gumball machine that you crank and a different color comes out every time. And I just like this idea of like, it could be anything. And we're going to sit here and get all the colors. And that's that's what the function of this will be. So Such is life. Here we go with that said. Let's listen to Henry Mansfield with his first song tonight. We're going to share gumball. This is how it begins I'm a ghost and a sheep I come down the street to a new metal beat To the party where we would meet You were wearing a smile In the midst of a song A drink a bit strong And a teenager's wit At a mile as the window shoppers left We lingered, made a camera with Our fingers making up the script as we went along So we could have a simple life We could have a car chase Yeah. 
trance, but it's clear that you can Lead the crowd in the last call chant I don't want to go home That road has an end I'd rather pretend we're infinite here just in case, could I crash at your place so we could have a simple life? We could have a car chase. We could have an old west afternoon or sci-fi dinner. I don't wanna mess this up. Gumball, you know what? I love that song. Um, actually, I love all your music. I gotta tell you, you know, you listen to it, you've got this really good feel, but you always like, I, I get the energy coming when the choruses are coming. I get excited about that because I go, oh, something's good's coming. So <laughs> I you. love it. Yeah. Tell me about your recording process, Henry. What do you, like? What do you do? Yeah, this has been a long one. Um, this has been, I, I'm very lucky to have uh, a friend up here in Seattle named Jesse Fields who works at a local studio. Um, and so a, a lot of these songs were recorded in, hey man, a session just ended, it's 10 o'clock, can you make it to the studio, you know, right now? And I'm like, okay, you know, get in my car and scream <laughs> over there. Yes. Um, uh, actually, the, the majority of the vocals for this album were recorded uh, in a bedroom in LA. I had these bunk beds. And we we didn't have any kind of isolation booth at all. And, and Jesse had flown down to L.A. to record vocals with me. And he said, well, we got two mattresses. So we, we pulled the mattresses off, pasted them up and put some blankets over. It. And we have a whole bunch of videos of just everybody who sings on the record singing into this like between these two pink mattresses, you know, on either side uh, of a, you know, it was it was it was great. It was a fun time. I um, and yeah, no. So it's just it was very it was, uh, you know, drums in a studio, piano in a studio, but lots of other things kind of cobbled together, recorded in bedrooms, recorded in, you know, wherever we can make it work, essentially. So it's been a labor of love for the last two years. So when you come up with an idea, you mentioned the computer and stuff. Do you have like a yeah. little mini studio where you do you get an idea, you kind of lay down a basic before you take it to a studio to record? Is that what you do? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a good question. I, I do a lot of, uh, like, I, I extensively demo. I get really, like, specific and into the weeds and sequencing things and yeah. writing horn charts. And I, I kind of Make sure I have as complete of a picture as I can have before going into the studio. Uh, most, most preferably, I love to play things live before going into the studio with them. I feel like it's really hard for me when when a song has been in the computer and entirely hypothetical at that point. You know, music for me is so much about how can you make people feel when you're in a room with them. Um, and, and I feel like it's it's always hard for me to know that's know what kind of the part of the song is that's most compelling until I've kind of brought it to people in a room. Uh, so it's. 
it's uh it's been I wish I would have met you 15 years ago because <laughs> I would always record first and then we go to play it live and it'd be like way faster than the recording because we obviously recorded it too slow or you didn't know how the parts were going to fit you know like everything you can do in it and I don't know if you can see I'm actually in um an analog studio that still uses two-inch tape old school here so um yeah it's very fun well it used to be now that everybody pushes the button I'm like what the hell have I been doing 17 years? But the point being is, um, I don't think you really know until you play it live. And guess what? It takes a whole new uh, life of its own on when you play it live. Right. Right. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. So I love that. I wish you would have talked to me years ago. <laughs> anyway. So tell me about the next song we're going to share with everybody. Let's make a movie. And you've got a video to this one as well, if I'm correct. Yeah, this one's got more of a, it's got a lyric video up on YouTube. Um, yeah. that's Make sure to send I, that to me so I can include it in our podcast. I sure will. Perfect. Um, okay. uh, let, yeah, Let's Make a Movie was one of the first, uh, it, it's the song that kind of guided the project. It, it wasn't the first song written. I, I pulled from some older songs for the yeah. new album, but it was the song that kind of crystallized the vision for sure. I actually, this song started, uh, I was working for a music journalist website uh, here in Seattle for a while. And they sent me to Treefort in Boise, if you've heard of it. It's a little local festival. I, I loved it. It was a blast. Um, and I was walking home at like, you know, 2 a.m. back to my motel one night. Um, and I just been spent the whole day listening to festival music. And I was just, I had this kind of beat in my head. I yeah. was humming. And there was a voice memo somewhere deep in my phone. I think I shared it on Instagram when I first yeah. released it. Of just me going, you know, but up, but up, but you know, uh, and I, I, I moved to LA like, a week or two after that and then it was the first song i finished after moving back to la and i just wanted to go through the full-on like poppy chorus fun to listen to it's very similar to gumball in the way of just being about that very um hormonal thrilling cinematic love where you just can't get enough of a person a lot of people have asked me fairly uh if this song's about starting an only fans with your friend um and and I haven't denied it. No, it, was, it wasn't my intention, yeah. but but I think um, I, I think for me, it's just about wh whether it is about that, whether it's about making any kind of movie, whether it's about just creating something together. It's about this uh, very, very pure intimacy of just creating something with somebody else. Um, and I love I when you use the word cinematic, because when I hear your music, when you say cinematic, my mind creates my version of the journey, the beauty of it cinematically mm -hmm. in my mind. So like, that's why I love it when I hear you say that, you know, cause you're, you're right. Your music is, has the ability to, for people to hear it. And then they can put themselves in their perspective of what, you know, their thoughts are. I love it. I Thank love you it. so much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the, the best music, music I enjoy the most is very vivid and it's storytelling and, and feeling like you're there or, or, you know, I, I don't know. Any, anything that does a great job of, of telling a story or putting you in a certain situation or just describing an emotion in such a specific way, I feel like it's some of my favorite things. So I'm, I'm very happy to hear that, that, that my music can do that for you. Absolutely. You know, now I want to tell everybody before we go ahead and play Let's Make a Movie, I want to tell everybody this is not your first project. In <laughs> fact, this is your fifth project. We go all the way back. I mean, you've had several. So 
everybody will watch this, you know, this podcast and stuff, and they'll be focused on the new release, I believe, which comes out August 18th. Everybody make sure to put that on your calendar. But I want you to also to check out, you know, his his um, other projects that are just equally as grand. So with that said, everybody, let's listen to Let's Make a Move, Henry Mansfield.
All right, everybody, that was Let's Make a Movie. I'm sure you can all relate to that in some way, shape, or form. You know, when he spoke about this cinematically, I can picture in my head exactly what he's talking about with those words when I listen. Now, I want to talk to you about this. Tell me about your, um, do you play with a, a band? Do you go out and play live? And I, I mean, I, I think I heard something about a West Coast tour. What's going on with that? Yeah, no. So playing live is one of my favorite things. Uh, it, it is, it is. if you ask me what the favorite part of all of this was, aside from the lyric writing, it is, it is being in front of people and playing shows. Um, so I've been lucky to play with this group of guys for the last couple of years now. Um, Matt, Dylan, and Chris, they're all friends of mine I met in Boston. Um, and, and we don't all live in the same place, but at least once a year we get together and go on some sort of tour. Awesome. Um, and this year, yeah, we're, we're very excited to be promoting a record and touring behind a record. It's been a really long time since I've done that. And, uh, we, yeah, we are hitting Vancouver, Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, and LA, all just hitting the big cities on the way down. And we did something similar last year and it was just the highlight of our summer. Um, so, so thrilled to be back in all these cities playing new songs that are finally out. Well, if you want to like make a, you know, out of the way road trip, come to Otho, Iowa, Junior's Motel <laughs> Recording Studio, and we will host you here as our friends, our guests. Maybe we could even cut a tune together or something, but you come to yeah. Iowa, I got you covered. It's like a 20 hour detour. That's not a big deal. We can. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. I know. I used to live in, um, Sunnyvale, San Jose, California area oh, just for okay. a short time. So I do know the drive time that would be really rough but really, yeah. anyways always an open point. for you i'll keep it in mind yeah <laughs> all right why don't you tell me again you got that coming up tell me about your uh last song i think it's called string theory string theory yeah string theory this um, one this one's so fun too like i love them all but this one's so great thank you yeah no this one is is, is a is a favorite of ours and i think i don't want to speak for anybody but the, the crowd seems to really enjoy it when we play it too it's um it was, it was designed, I, I think I mentioned on this album, I'm trying to play a lot with, with tropes specifically while kind of examining, uh, not not in an overly fixated way, but just kind of generally examining the tropes and, and, and the tropes we choose to make meaning out of as far as how we think about our lives and stories. And I think there's that trope of a party song that very much, you know, people are familiar with. And I think it, 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 uh, I wanted to examine that while simultaneously talking about when I lived in L.A., my friends and I, my roommates and I, uh, started running a house show venue out of our garage, and yeah. we oh, we fun. really had, we had we had these high minded aspirations. Oh, we're gonna create these really thoughtful parties where people come connect, and we're gonna like you know engineer them in such a way where I have activities for everybody, you know. And 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 most of the time, people just came and got really drunk and like threw up in our backyard, so, <laughs> yes. you know. And and which which is fine. And I think me kind of I, I was thinking about that, realizing that like you know that has value to like i think in a world where at least you know, speaking from my generation you feel like the world's ending all the time right. um that that maybe the best way you can be together is just be a little silly be a little messed up and and just go to someone's house drink throw up in the backyard and go home you know and, and those so are some trying... of the best times ever right exactly you know exactly so so how i think i was there's a number of things i wanted to talk about parties why we party talk about the world feeling like it was ending but also like how can we how can we be together in a way that is meaningful when it feels like things are constantly ending? Um, and so I try to wrap it all up into this little song. I, I, I'm a big fan of it. I love playing it. Uh, it's, it's one of our favorite things. We, we close a lot of shows these days. So. It's really great. It's really great. Here we go. I want to show everybody this song, the third. All of them are great. I can't even say we saved the best for last because they're all that great. But here we go with String Theory again, Henry Mansfield. 
nice to sing Hang up the string lights It's tangled and broken Cause we're all defective and glitchy and desperately bright No way to ward off The end of the empire No way to get back what we lost even if we could Could still save us, this one would Come the morning, the tequila Came collecting on repayment I woke to poison skull emojis From my fortress on the floor So I walked to Ralph's for crackers And all the way I thought about the coral reefs The president, the friends I hadn't called And when I got back Gave your hangover report He said I won't keep every promise I make But I'm gonna own my mistakes Last night your bathroom wasn't making much sense to me I might owe you an apology <laughs> Sorry Hang up the string lights Tied to each other They're all anxious but just for the night You know what you want off The end of the empire And all of our favorite songs I'm not even sure they're good But if music could still save us Here it would We all want an easy slogan again with another amazing song i love your lyrics i love your verses i love your transitions into the bridge to the chorus or whatever it may be but it's very energetic you you're going to be chart topping before we know it so i'm so excited that you're here i want you to share with everybody how to find you in 
first and foremost, how did you find me? Yeah, from well, Iowa. I'm very, Podcast from very, Iowa. <laughs> very, very lucky to be working with uh, Anna at Megas Wave. Uh, uh, she's based in, in California right now, um, okay. and she's been doing a lot of outreach, uh, and, 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 and she found you for me. But I would recommend any, any, any small artist looking for kind of beginner PR, things like that, definitely reach out to Anna at Megas Wave. She's wonderful. She is amazing to work with. We, we, we've had fun with that. So amazing. So we connected and I'm so glad we did. It's funny. It's, it's like, um, you know, you're a small fish in a big sea. But when I, I come across people like you, I'm, my mind's blown. I'm like, people need to hear Henry Mansfield. I mean, I feel that every time. Having said that, tell everybody, uh, your social media links, how to find you. I don't know if you have merch or whatever, but tell everybody how to find you. Yeah, uh, best place to find me is on Instagram, the place I'm most active. I am at Henry Place Piano. Um, beyond that, I have a mailing list. If you want more specific updates, I send those out about once every three weeks to a month. Uh, I also have a Patreon. If you want to kick me a little extra every month, uh, you can find that on the Instagram or, or the, the mailing list. Um, but yeah, mostly I, I think the best way to get the Henry Mansfield experience is to come see a show. So if you're ever in Seattle, please come stop by or this August, if you are somewhere on the West Coast, uh, please come consider seeing us play in Vancouver, Seattle, Portland, LA or San Francisco. So another thing is, um, I, you know, I tend to, uh, my, my podcast is hosted by 4DodgeRadio.com, Bill Grady, and uh, you can go to there, but a lot of people just go to YouTube to find it as well. And I did some research on you on YouTube, and there's not, I mean, there's some fun, like, live performances that people can check out, too. The one thing, the music is great, but your um, energy, your personality really shines through, too, as a performer. So that's really, it has been fun to watch, too. I I I subscribed. I watch everything. I found you on Insta today. So wow, you're really you're a fan. We converted you, Heather. Okay, exactly. You converted me. So, with that said, um, one more time, do you have an official website? Oh yes, uh, I also have a website. Uh, www.henrymansfield.com. Um, just just the way it's spelled, like you think it's spelled, and uh, yeah, I, there's updates there. There's there's merch available on there. All sorts of fun Henry Henry lore in there. So. I'm a size small. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, you know, I, I, I'm going I'm to write that down for, for unrelated. Uh... <laughs> Anyways, everybody, I will see you in September. Thank you for joining in with, with me. Um, it's been almost five years now. You've all been amazing support. We get to listen to these cool new people every month. And Henry, you're one of, one of my best. So here's the thing. I hope you in the future that you will send me any new music you have coming your way. And share with that. And maybe we'll connect in another six months or and see what's going on then. Let's, let's plan on it. I'll see you in six months. <laughs> Thanks again. Everybody, tune in September. Heather Kelly, Indie Music Room. Have a great night. You've been listening to the Indie Music Room with Heather Kelly. Be sure to listen every Saturday and Sunday right here on FortDodgeRadio.com and subscribe for all our past and upcoming shows. The Indie Music Room is a production of FortDodgeRadio.com.